Who's ready for some live front desk goddess training? We are so excited to announce some upcoming live events. Registration is now open for our front desk goddess retreat in Jacksonville, Florida on Friday, August 13th, and in Billings, Montana on Friday, January 21st of 2022. Call me now to register at 800-592-7239. Just mention this podcast and it'll save you some money. You can also click the link in the show notes to register. Just use the code F-D-G-R as in Front Desk Goddess Retreat to save $100. Act fast. I'll tell you what, this event is going to fill up fast. They were so popular before COVID and we already have some registrations and we've barely even published registration leaks. So don't wait. Hi, my name is Amy. I am a personal practice coach for the Brady Group and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. So it's great to have Kathleen back this week. Hey, Amy! Kathleen was in Salt Lake City with us uh, for Mission Possible for the very first time a couple weeks ago. So Uh, what did you think? It was so much fun. It was, um, you know, just hearing hearing you talk about Mission Possible for so many months and then just preparing for it. But nothing really prepared me for just how how motivational it was. Um, Just in getting to put names with faces from so many offices and teams across the country. Um, hearing their stories. I loved talking to people just at breaks or, you know, just at, you know, after the conference was over, just how they were before the Brady group and, and actually how they are afterwards, just professionally, but also personally. So many people just shared how much it has changed their personal lives, just, you know, to put priorities differently. Um, you know, we always were saying work smarter, not harder, but that, that can just, fall into your personal life so easy and how they just, you know, they just kept complimenting the Brady group on how much they have really, really changed just as a person. Um, so that was just really cool to see. I don't know. I, I think everybody was just so happy to be in person also, you know, just didn't you find that? I mean, everybody was just, you know, that's one thing you can take away from COVID is that people appreciate things. Now it's people appreciated getting to be together and, and, see long lost people, friends, and they were so excited to see you, Amy, because, you know, just people missed it. People missed it. But if you missed out, we will be in Phoenix, November 10th through the 12th. And I'm so excited about that trip too. Um, It's a fantastic way just to come together as a team and you can start planning actually for 2022 in the November uh, Mission Possible. So space is limited though. Check out our show notes for the link to register because that will be going fast just as more people start traveling. I think that's really going to book up quickly. So I agree. In fact, we already have quite a few that are registered. And so oh, good. It, okay. will, it will be a lot of fun. But I think you're exactly right. I mean, Zoom has its place, but uh, I think we've all forgotten a little bit what it's like to be able to interact with people in person mm-hmm. and get away from the office, get away from the distractions. Um, and the offices had so much fun just going out at night. Just that was my favorite thing to do every morning was, okay, where'd y'all go eat dinner? Where'd y'all do last night? And I mean, just a lot of team bonding. Um, just, and you know, there's something to be said, maybe you'll go out to lunch for someone's birthday at the office and that's great. 
but there's something about getting away from your office, from your town, and just being together and bonding. And I saw so many teams just that were already close teams, but just even come together closer in just those three days. No, you're you're right. And it was a lot of fun to see that. And so we are so excited for November. Uh, this Now you know why this is my favorite thing I, all year it, long. <laughs> it, absolutely, it is. It is. So I am I'm really excited for that. The other thing that's super exciting is we just opened registration for our first live front desk goddess. Yeah, you heard uh, in the intro um, since January of 2020, that's the first time we'll be live. So yes, and fun fact, the January 2020 front desk goddess retreat was the first time that I helped the Brady Group. That's right. I was not a Brady Group employee. <laughs> I was just Amy's friend and she said, Hey, do you want to come maybe help me for the day? And I said, sure. And it was so great. And look what it's turned into. Oh Amy. yeah. Oh rest, my goodness. Rest is history. Yes. <laughs> A lot of fun. Okay. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about five dumb questions that happen to be killing your case acceptance. Okay. Dumb is not a very nice word, but is that, <laughs> it's a, but that really is what people are doing to not get these cases accepted. Um, why do dentists and their team need to ask these questions just if they get in the way of helping patients? Well, we've all been trained to ask these questions. It's just a habit, whether it was in dental school or hygiene school or just how we've all been brought up in our industry. We've all just really kind of been trained to communicate with patients this way. In fact, most of you listening to this podcast probably won't even find anything wrong with these questions because they're just so common. Okay, so what's the first one? First question, do you have dental insurance? Okay. Um, yeah, we want to know that, right? right? But, um, you know, it, it's typically the very first question we ask on the phone if they don't already call asking about it. Uh, I remember working in the dental practice. I wanted to know because I dealt with the insurance. I wanted to get it verified. Right. I wanted to do all that. So that was my focus. Um, but let me ask you this, Kathleen, if just going to the, the doctor or anywhere, how would you feel if that were the first question you were asked when you called to make an appointment? Well, I mean, I would definitely think that that's the only thing they're worried about. And, you know, if they're going to get paid or not. So what comes to my mind is what if I didn't have insurance? I mean, can I still be a patient at this practice? Because mm -hmm. clearly that's your main concern right now. Right. So we bring it's so interesting. It's just um, kind of ironic because we bring the focus to something that we don't want in our practice. Uh, you know, insurance yeah, is very right. transactional. It's not relational at all. And, uh, you know, Dr. Brady said something really impactful uh, that I have told several people over the last few days since Mission Possible. When we were at Mission Possible, he said, we are in the relationship business. And we all know that hopefully by now. But insurance is not relational at all. It's very mm -hmm. transactional. And so if we're knee deep in knee deep involved in insurance, if if we function and as you know, insurance as a kind of the center of everything, then we can't focus on relationships. We're busy. We are, I uh, heard an office tell me yesterday, we are just crazy busy. <laughs> and yeah. um, they were complaining. They weren't bragging. They just don't have time to do anything. Um, they feel behind and right. you know, they constantly feel like they're in catch up mode. And so, you know, how do you feel as a patient experiencing that practice is, is what I wondered. Well, okay. So if we want to minimize the effects of insurance yet, Still, why do they lead with those questions? Why? I mean, I don't, why well, do they we, do that? We don't know what else to ask. 
Okay. You know, and uh, really what we want to do is start relational. Uh, you know, get the patient's name, get their story. Insurance really mm -hmm. should be an afterthought. Well, that I, makes sense. I mean, I know everybody's concerned about being prepared and those of you that are still mm -hmm. accepting assignment and uh, maybe on PPOs and things like this. I get it. You want to be prepared. So you have to do your due diligence. Right. But let's not lead with that. Instead, uh, you know, let's ask their name. Maybe the patient mm -hmm. calls and says, hey, do you accept Delta Dental? Say, well, do you mind me asking your name? Thank you so much for calling. Sounds like you're looking for a dentist. Tell me more. Uh, more like you're meeting her at a dinner party, not talking. You would never ask somebody what insurance plan they're on at a dinner party. So maybe yeah. just try and get their, their stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. So what would be the next question? Okay. So the next question that really gets in the way of the process is when was the last time you saw a dentist or when was the last time you got your teeth cleaned? Oh yeah. I, um, that's, that's just making people feel bad because a lot of patients aren't regular with these kind of things. Okay. But isn't that helpful to know though when they did go to the dentist last? Yeah, I suppose it is if they're honest and if, <laughs> if what they. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to the dermatologist and I know he's going to say, why haven't you been here in five years? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to already feel so bad because uh, and I don't want to feel bad yeah. and guilty. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're here now. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's think relational, not transactional. And so, you know, you said this question might make people feel bad. Why do we want to make people feel bad? And yeah, here's the other thing I have asked every time this comes up, hygienists are always like, I want to know, I want to know so I can be prepared. And I, I ask them, how well does the patient's response really prepare you for what you're going to see? You know, in other words, you know, what they report, is it congruent with what you see in their mouth? And most yeah. hygienists will say, well, not usually. Okay. <laughs> um, Interesting. And okay. so, yeah, I mean, maybe it would be, but instead, I think we can get the same kind of information without making them feel bad or guilty or lie or whatever. What if we mm -hmm. just said, what do you want me to know about your dental history? Mm -hmm. I think that makes, it sounds a lot more conversational too. Yeah. You're not basing, you know, treatment on the condition in their mouth anyway. Right. Um, or you're basing it on the condition of their mouth and not the last time they had their teeth cleaned. And so right. that's what we want to, to focus on. Okay. So are we on number four now? What's number four? Uh, I think number four. Um, we ask, and again, this is so common, whether we're answering the phone, um, patient for, you know, coming through hygiene, uh, whether it's a new or existing patient, we just ask these kinds of questions. Are you having any problems, concerns? What's your chief complaint? Is there anything bothering you, hurting, sensitive? Oh, so you're just basically reacting to problems. And that doesn't sound like it's very proactive. Right, right. And so what do you suppose a typical patient's definition of a quote unquote problem might be? Pain. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like, but what if they're not hurting and they just, you know, want to come in to get their teeth looked at? Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem because we put ourselves in a position to take ownership for the condition of their mouth. And then we have to tell them what they need instead of, um, you know, instead of asking, you know, tell me what, uh, uh, you know, what you're looking for today, where do you want us to focus, that kind of thing. And right. need, if and, you've been hanging out, mm, yeah, uh, this need is that's that four letter word that when it comes to patient ownership, when we tell the patients what they need, that's when we hear, you know, but it doesn't bother me. Or what will my insurance cover? Amy, what if we asked, what's important to you when it comes to your teeth? Don't you think we'd get more oh, of yeah. an open ended? With that open-ended question, don't you think we get more of an answer that's more real instead of 
Oh gosh. Oh, yes. oh gosh. I'm, you're backing me in a corner already. That's exactly right. Um, and you know, lots of ways to ask that same question. I love that. What's important to you, but you could even say, yeah, where do you want us to focus today? Or what do you want to accomplish other than a cleaning? This is a thing we want to think about is those, those types of questions. Are you anything bothering you, hurting pain, blah, blah, blah. Those are crisis focused questions. If we are, um, wanting to do reactive crisis pathology-based dentistry, that's great. Fix things that are broken. You can do that all day long. But if you're wanting to help your patients be proactive, uh, do more preventive, comprehensive type dentistry, saving them time, saving them money, uh, making good use of your time, then asking future focus questions instead of crisis-based questions are important. Mm -hmm. What if you even asked them, hey, how proactive do you want to be? If you were to look 10, 15 years down the road, what do you want your teeth to be like? Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like we can kind of, we get in the way of, of ourselves just in trying to help patients. I don't know, just about the questions that we ask or kind of, you know, yeah, I mean, it's we not get, good. We get in the way of them being able to have long-term comprehensive care mm -hmm. just, just by doing that. Okay. Are we yeah, at number, number five, five of the dumb questions <laughs> that we ask? Last but not least, <laughs> this is probably everyone's favorite. Do you floss or how often do you floss? Oh gosh. That's like asking, that's like my doctor asking me just how often I exercise or <laughs> how healthy I'm eating or what I'm doing to, you know, lose yeah. weight. That's right. I just lie. Yeah, exactly. I really don't want the lecture, no. but here's the problem. My doctor knows if I'm eating right and exercising based on my weight, my, my weight, my, my vital signs, my blood work. I mean, it's not like I'm pulling right. my over on him. Right. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> we know our patients aren't fooling you either. I mean, hygienists, yeah. again, do you base your periodontal diagnosis on the patient's report of what they've been doing and their flossing frequency or what you see in their mouth? Yes. It's, well, it's just another way we put a wedge in that relationship. It just, this makes so much sense when you just kind of spell it out. And I know that the last time I was at the dentist, I know that probably three out of the five questions they asked me. <laughs> and so, yeah, again, let's get back to future focus. You can write these down, the kind of a repeat. I mentioned these earlier, but how important is prevention to you? 10, 12 years down the road, what, uh, where are you going to want your teeth to, to be like? Um, people all want to keep their teeth and avoid emergencies. But once you get their perspective, then it's their idea to be proactive. And then you can say, would you like for me to show you some ways to, to make sure that your teeth stay healthy and that you're able to accomplish what you want? And then you're off to the races. I love it. So bottom line, it doesn't matter when their last visit was, or how regular they are with their cleanings or whether or not they've lost, the patients choose you. So let's focus on that fact that they're here now and just simply have a conversation with them about how you see yourself helping them and accomplish what's important to them. Yes. Yes. Put an exclamation point on that because yes. you're going to have better compliance, increased case acceptance, and more importantly, you're going to build strong patient relationships. Uh, you're going to have better, better loyalty. Uh, you shut that back door and patients are going to refer to you. We'd be honored if you would subscribe to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries, rate our podcast, and share it with your friends. From one goddess to another, this is Amy signing off.